to the Splash Assess podcast. I'm your host, Amy Quinley. This is the unofficial Jeff Lewis Live After Show. First, there's a few things from the new Real Housewives of Orange County episode we got to talk about. And if you're new here, we talk about random details, never any spoilers. Not that there even are any spoilers to give away nowadays. Like, these shows have no authentic drama happening. Okay, all right. I'll stop biting the horse that feeds me and instead let that horse roam free in Montana, where the OC ladies have landed as their their lucky travel destination. Look, I, you guys know how I feel about Montana, but like, I do want to see, I want to see Europe. I want to go to the UK, go, so go somewhere, go to Iceland, you know, go somewhere new. I know Montana. I don't need to see it. (laughs) Don't they know that? (laughs) Okay. So, um, I'm telling you right now though, Shannon, Shannon earned her entire paycheck for the whole season with, it was like a three second clip. I think it's going to be my favorite scene of all season. So they had a night the night before. Okay. There was a tequila shots. We lost track. We lost track. And Shannon woke up in the morning <laughs> looking chipper as ever. No, it was actually hilarious. Sure, her fake eyelashes were hanging off of her. Heather taped them on her forehead, like pin the tail on the donkey, but it was pin the eyelash on the hungover girl. And <laughs> Tamara. <laughs> Tamara pulls out one of Shannon's hair extensions and (laughs) she tucks it into the top of Shannon's PJ bottoms. So it looked like a horse's (laughs) tail and Shannon just starts galloping around. (laughs) But it's obviously not like a normal horse because it's Shannon Bador. So her facial expressions match with the clunky horse trot movements. It's just pure theater at its finest. I was cackling. So the housewives were all glammed up, riding horses, working on the farm in giant tall boots and perfect hair. And I can't say shit. I can't say shit because when I moved to Montana after college, you guys can all relate. Anybody with a family can relate. And if you don't have a family, you can be part of mine. It's just me and my cats, but we're cool. So, um, my, actually you, I'm sorry, you can't be part of mine. (laughs) I already take it back. I, I, that's hilarious. I already have empathy fatigue from having to be nice to a stranger. Okay. So, um, when I moved to Montana after college, my parents, they were late driving me to the fucking airport. That's what I was going to relatable. You know, when you're waiting on your airport ride and it's your fucking parents being late. And what annoys me the most about this, especially cause I have OCD anxiety, all those fun things. And so like, 
I need to be there now. You know, like when I want to go, I want to go and be there. And so now they have me all like agitated, <laughs> very a la Jeff Lewis flipping out. So now I'm all agitated. And now I'm like moving across the country to a place I've never been right after I graduate college. And the last memory you have of me is me in like a full anxiety meltdown. Because guess what? Guess how fucking late I was to this flight. I'm surprised my body made it on because my suitcases did not. And since I was flying to such a little village, they couldn't just send it on a later flight. So my dad had to ship my suitcases. <laughs> it's always so ridiculous. They were like 70,000 pounds anyways, because, because I was a mini hoarder back then. And so, yeah, it, it just was a mess. But all I'm saying is that I had to wear knee high boots for like two weeks when I first moved there. And it was the worst because it was a resort town. And so in those first two weeks is when we were doing all the resort activities and stuff to learn where the fuck we even were and what to do in Montana. And so we riding horses. Sure. That was the thing. And yes, I was most definitely in knee high fucking boots and everybody else is like in cowboy gear, you know, and like, it was, it was just classic. Here's Amy, but <laughs> Who is that ridiculous girl stepping in cow shit in stripper boots? Like, <laughs> hi guys, it's me. Okay, so moving on in RHOC, I'm only bringing this up because it's been such a hot topic with the new housewife, Jen, discussing her infidelity with Gina, who was cheated on. And then, of course, Mauricio and Kyle splitting up. Then Shannon and John Jansen getting back together. Shannon's ex, David Bedore, divorcing his new wife. You know, like so many back togethers, divorce, this, that, that. I feel like, and guys, this is a safe space, okay? So I'm just telling you my honest thoughts. I'm confused by so many people in my generation who immediately hopped on the marriage board. Like, when statistics already showed when we were growing up that 50% of marriages end in divorce, like, 50-50 chances aren't that great, you know? Like, But instead of coming together to talk about what other types of relationships could look like, which thankfully I think the world actually is open to more of those convos now, but can you imagine being like, hey, so do you want to legally co-mingle all of our finances and be responsible for each other and then play rock, paper, scissors, shoot to see if we should start cheating now or wait a few years, like 50% odds. If someone said, <laughs> I'm only going to use this example because I don't know how else to convey like my confusion about why everyone rushes to get married. And I'm not, not, I'm not trying to knock marriage, you know, like if you do what you want to do, but I'm just saying, if somebody said, do you want this puppy? It's going to be the absolute cutest, sweetest, most perfect, loving thing in the entire world. But you also have to know that there's a 50% chance it'll turn into a demon that bites your head off and destroys everything you've ever owned. Like, what? those are awful odds. Awful odds. And we are talking marriage. Those are the odds for marriage. Like if you were at a wedding, you could turn, it was like when you were at school and they were like, turn to your left and your right. And half of these people won't exist by tomorrow. And you're like, what? And they're like, what? And everyone's like, what? And then there's like a giant kegger and fentanyl. And then you wake up and the next day, no, half the people aren't there anymore. And you're like, are you a wizard, Harry? 
teacher? Potter? Psychic? Wait, actually, side note on psychics. Okay, for Jeff Lewis Live guests, can we get Allison Dubois? Dubois, Dumois? No, not Dumois. Um, the Allison Dubois, the psychic medium from Camille Grammer's infamous dinner party from hell. The Allison who is now resurfacing and will probably be the top meme of 2023 now that her prediction of Kyle and Mauricio's lack of emotional fulfillment has come true, allegedly. But yeah, it just seems like she would be a great JLL guest. Like she has the sass, she has the looks down, and she has the psychic abilities that we all crave um so anyways back to the marriage rant like I'm just saying I honestly believe that the divorce rate is higher now and they just don't want to release the new statistics because the person in control of that data clearly also has a huge investment in wedding planning companies I'm sure that's just how America works. <laughs> and again, I'm not trying to knock marriage. I'm not trying to say I won't participate in it at some point after many conversations are had, but uh, it's just weird. It's just weird. I don't know. Okay, so um, moving on to Emily Simpson, who did not go on the trip because she didn't want to miss an appearance on Jeff Lewis Live. So she made up a fake COVID test and then snuck off to the Sirius XM radio station. No, I'm joking. I wish. But it was actually just because of a false positive COVID. No JLL. But okay, they filmed this in 2022. I'm just saying they better not bring this fucking COVID shit into the 2023 production era. Okay? Era, era. Um, No more COVID tests. No more COVID tests. Holy shit. At this point, I am so over it. I will make out with a guy who has COVID if he's cute enough. Like, I just, I can't hear it as an excuse. Any of the pandemic. The, the, all right. All right. We're over it. We're, we decided that we're over it. <laughs> so that means we're moving on. Um, But at first I was annoyed at Emily missing the trip. Then then quickly all was forgiven because we got such a fascinating tidbit of info from who else but Shane Simpson. You guys, Emily and Shane were just on JLL last week. Like, I wish that we could have asked Shane about this. I need to know everything. Okay, so he casually reveals that when he was in high school... <laughs> Him and his friends hosted a show on cable TV. They turned a garage into their set. They had guests and everything. You know what it reminded me of? Um, Princess Diaries with our generation's Meryl Streep, Anne Hathaway. No, I'm, I don't know if that's, I don't, people have like such strong opinions about everything. I don't know. I just said that. But Anne Hathaway was an absolute star in that movie. And I'm pretty sure her friend Lily had a cable show in high school and so did Shane Simpson. So, you know, I bet tuning in today, you never thought that we were going to somehow tie Shane Simpson back in with the Princess Diaries. <laughs> But welcome to Splash a Motherfucking Sis. <laughs> Ew, that was so creepy. Okay, so Jeff, 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 I have a show that could be perfect for your new channel. In the age of revivals and remakes and nostalgia, I want to see Shane Simpson and his high school buds behind the mic bring back their old show in a new podcast format. And then they can talk about whatever, have whoever on, because guess what? They already have the winning formula. 
They're on Jeff Lewis's channel. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. That's not the winning formula. (laughs) No, it's actually the same reason why Jeff Lewis Live is such a success. We love watching groups of friends, especially ones that go way back because there's just like this ease about it. And you know that they don't get offended by each other easily and you can just really have some fun. Plus, Shane Simpson is sarcastic as fuck. And he's a Bravo celebrity in his own right. So that is why I am voting for Shane Simpson for for the new host of a Jeff Lewis channel show. But for now, Jeff Lewis Live is still on the Radio Andy channel. So let's talk about the July 6th episode. We had Candy Spelling. We had Josh Flagg. And we had Shane Doug. Let's. So Candy and Josh are best friends forever, going on two years strong. (laughs) They will be friends forever. Um, And Josh told Jeff that it reminds him of the bond he had with his grandmother, which Jeff thought was sweet because he also had a tight bond with his gram. Did anybody else get the overwhelming feeling that Jeff needs a candy in his life? ASAP, preferably. Like, ASAP. And I would say that a good cast for the role would be his neighbor, Helen. But but Jeff is fancy and Helen doesn't even own a car or have a driver or have the Uber app. Like she was basically hitchhiking. It was a free for all. Wait, have we even seen Helen again in the neighborhood? Like, did we confirm that she actually lives there? Is she just a hitchhiker? Help, help. Okay, so Jeff says that Candy is a great person who gets a bad rep in the media. To be honest, and not in a rude way, not in a, I just don't really know much about Candy, and I haven't seen her name in headlines. Like, I just know she's Tori Spelling Mom, and yeah, hasn't given her all the money in the world, but okay, join the club. Like, so Candy, don't worry. A lot of us just know you as someone who sounds like a fun fucking time. Especially after hearing your stories on JLL today and learning that <laughs> that when my insomnia kicks in at 4 a.m., you will be in bed waiting with a tuna fish sandwich to fill my tummy. If we're friends, if we're friends, not because I like became crazy and pulled an MJ and like broke into your house just so we could like have a sleepover and be friends like she does with Jeff. I'm kidding. I'm I'm totally joking. This is what I'm saying about friends going way back. You know, like somebody else could have gotten away with that joke, but MJ would be mad at me. And it's like, it's comedy. It's comedy when you're the one doing it. But, <laughs> but when you're on the receiving end, it's hurtful. I get it. Sorry, MJ. Okay, I'm just saying that Candy makes Josh these tuna sandwiches. Yum. And Josh Flagg is fucking winning life with this friendship. Like, just on the fact alone that Candy has a kitchen off her bedroom. And she makes him food. Life one. Life one. What else do I want? Nothing. Um, then they start talking about houses and square feet. And is anybody else awful at visualizing what square footage is? Like, you can, <laughs> you can say a house is 2,000 square feet or... 28,000 square feet. And like, I have no idea if they are neighbors or if they live in completely different worlds, you know? (laughs) You know, I'm being a little dramatic there with that example per usual, but it is still hard in this little squirrel brain of mine to not picture 
footsteps all over a house when the measurement of feet are involved, like square footage. How many pairs of shoes can I fit in that room? Is that how, is that what it is? Like my house can, (laughs) my house can hold 2000 pairs of slippers and candy spellings can hold 28,000 pairs of Louis Vuittons. Is that the square footage? I don't know. All right. And whenever I see big houses, I just think more space that needs cleaning. No, thank you. I'm like a cat who just, (laughs) I want small spaces with like a nice view of some birds and bunnies to look at. Honestly, Candy Spelling acts younger than me. Like, I'm in bed by 9 p.m. every night, and that's the time that she's having breakfast. I love her so much, though, especially since Candy made all of us who drive beaters, a.k.a. any car made before 2016 at this point. Uh, She made us feel much better by letting us know she still drives her minivan to her favorite place. The ever-exclusive members-only club known as Costco. I love how a JLL caller phoned in later to be like, Candy, I don't have a Costco card, but I'll go with you. And Candy was like, Jeff, how do you how do you press disconnect? I mean, sure, honey. Yeah, yeah, I'll have my people call your people. Like, again, just don't pull an MJ and start asking celebs to hang out. Again, let them come to you, okay? And yes, I've only learned this recently, but hey, at least I learned. Wait, speaking of learning, you guys, I have such a good pro tip for you all. Okay, if you have a rich person in your life, if you have a Candy, a Josh, a Jeff, any of the above, friends, families, zombies you dated last year, a cat that inherited a billion dollars, I don't fucking know, um, but you're trying to think of an activity to do that won't break your bank, you guys, this works like a charm every time. I can't believe I give this shit away for free, but I do because I love you. Okay, so the one place that these rich people are guaranteed to absolutely love if you take them here. (laughs) Drum roll, please. The dollar store. No, I swear, you guys, there is something about the dollar store that makes rich people so fucking excited. It's probably because they realized that they could afford to run like 12 franchises for the price of one week of their Uber Eats bill. But be prepared to spend some serious time in there. And honestly, it's great for your local economy. You can go use whatever the fuck you just bought, all the useless trinkets that Jameson would love to fill in his fanny pack. So it gives you even more things to do with your time. And then I swear these people will rave about it forevermore. I promise you. Like, also, it's the richer the better in terms of reaction to dollar stores because because then it basically feels like it's free to the to the wicked rich like one dollar is like one penny and for candy spelling one hundred dollars is like one penny oh my fuck josh flag if i know you're listening maybe if you are love you okay so i believe that josh flag has a youtube channel now if candy is willing to go on jll I bet she's willing to have Josh film her for her first trip ever to the dollar store. If I'm, I'm just assuming that she hasn't been. It'd be even better if neither of them have been before. Even better if Jeff Lewis has never been. Take all three. Great. But I would absolutely love to watch that. So I will keep an eye on Josh's YouTube. 
okay, so Josh Flagg would pipe in every now and then, and I don't know what the fuck was up with his mic, or if he was in a rocking chair. And look, I have mic issues too sometimes, but like, I'm not at a Sirius XM studio. It sounded like Josh was sitting in the back row of a movie theater and everybody else in the room was a few rows ahead. And he just kept on leaning in every now and then to toss a few words into the conversation. I was <laughs> I was like, oh, get, do we need Naya back here to like check volume levels? Okay, so um, moving on, Candy was on a date when she met her husband, Aaron, or is Aaron her current boyfriend? I don't know. But first I was like, oh, that's so cute. Like, what a cute story to meet with. And then more details emerged. Basically, Candy was on a date and Aaron was on a date. But then Aaron kept on coming up to her and asking her to dance. And she said yes eventually. And eight songs later, they were in love. Eight songs. That sounds like a movie. Like, eight songs later, they were. Okay. um, Guys. You know the woulda, coulda, shoulda moments? And I've talked about this before. Like, you should have regrets and wish that you did things differently because it means you learned. I was trying to be respectful to a guy I was dating a few months ago. And when we were out at a party once, this other guy, when this kid kept disappearing, I don't know, he was lame. Who gives a fuck? And this other guy kept coming up to me and asking me to dance. And I really wanted to, but I was trying to be respectful to the weird kid I was dating. And so I said, no, and whatever. And I regret it. I regret it. I regret now that this the weirdo and I are done. Like I wish that I could have. I said yes, and just like Candy, we danced for eight songs and fell in love under the Miami stars. So I'm just saying, learn from me, kids, and do what Candy did instead. Like if you are with someone and somebody else asks you to dance, and you would rather dance with that person. <laughs> It's a sign. It's a sign. It's a, but you're, you're probably about to take the Kyle and Mauricio route. Okay. So then the song, I want candy. Um, I always thought the original writer was Willy Wonka of that song, but apparently it was a guy that wanted candy spelling and he creepily told the world that like, ugh, it's kind of creepy now that we like, I want can Okay. Well, what do you want to do? What do you, what do you mean you want her? Like you should be like, I want to wine and dine candy. All right. So Jeff, we talked about this when you first shared this news a couple months ago that I want candy is about this candy. Don't forget, you can always listen to the SOS archives. Um, but Jeff, he always brings up the original artist who sang the song and then some little Bow Wow remix, but he never pays homage to the one person who brought it to us millennials. And that's Aaron motherfucking Carter. May he rest in peace. I'm pretty sure he might have sang on the Lizzie McGuire episode that he was on too. Iconic. But... Aaron Carter had some fucking absolute bops. Like, after this, please go put on Aaron's party. Aaron's party. And tell me that you are not ready to jump on some couches and dance. Wait, oh my god, you guys. We just talked about Candy Spelling wanting to dance with her Aaron. And here I am talking about how Aaron Carter, who also sings I Want Candy, makes me want to dance. Weird. Then Jeff talks about how no one wants to work nowadays. Rude, bitch. Your unofficial after show is still operating on days that you aren't. 
And let me tell you, Jeff, it ain't a walk in the park to run a show solo five days a week, okay? But I think we're fucking crushing it, and I love you splash of sassers. I do. Okay, moving on in JLL. I take back what I said about Josh Flagg not contributing much. (laughs) He totally made up for it when they started the Dean bashing talk, which is Tori Spelling's estranged husband, if you don't know. But Josh tells us about a spat he got into with Dean. We love a good spat. So at Tori's birthday party, Josh was sitting next to a wicked drunk woman and Shane. (laughs) Shane goes, oh, you mean Jeff? Shane, talk about earning your paycheck. Yes, keep up the good work. But yeah, back to the story. So Josh rolled his eyes to show Tori that this drunk girl was annoying him, which then made Dean give Josh the death stare. Maybe that girl's his side chick. I don't know. I don't get a little too defensive. The whole point was that Josh retelling this story is hilarious. He was like, I feel this dark force in my presence and I creak my head to the right. Like the stories, details mixed with the cadence in his voice. It just made me laugh. And then Josh tries to drop even more tea and he gets stopped. He gets stopped by JLL. Okay. So it was something about someone getting smothered. No, I no, it was about Suzanne Summers caught in the library with a matchbox. I don't know. That's not the real tea I care about, to be honest. And if I were Suzanne Summers, I would have done the same thing. She took like a, a matchbox that had like an SS on it. Yeah, it fucking literally had her name on it. It's hers. Thanks. Um, but the real tea was actually Josh saying that Suzanne doesn't talk to him anymore. After she was featured as this client on Million Dollar Listing. Like, what the fuck happened there? Look, I know Jeff is excited about Candy being in studio, but Josh is important too. And I'm just saying I started glitching out when we skimmed right over him. Now I need him back. Actually, no, you know what? Genius move on Jeff's part because now I want Josh back on. Tell us the Suzanne T. Or just do it on your YouTube channel as you tour Candy Spelling around the Dollar Tree. Dollar Tree, spill some tea. Boom, there's your fucking YouTube title for the day. All right, so Candy Spelling has a favorite room in her house, and it's the wrapping room where she lays down the tracks for an I Want Candy remix. She's like, he wants candy in the morning time. Candy, I am pure sunshine. Candy, I am all he sees. Candy, spend it all on me. Boop, boop, boop. All right. So anyways, I'm kidding. It was gift wrapped. Candy spelling might be a rapper musically, but she is also a professional gift rapper too. So it is now time to wrap up this gift of an episode of Jeff Lewis Live. And yes, we will be back tomorrow with some more Slash SS. In the meantime, Slash SS podcast on Insta. Follow, rate, subscribe, all that motherfucking shit. I love you all so motherfucking much. Talk to you tomorrow. Bye. Splash. Splash, splash. Splash SS. Splash SS.